Why, hello there, and welcome to this episode of Cringe Vangelical. Uh, today we're going to talk about worship music. Uh, we're going to talk about the music scene and Christianity. I think this is the cringiest area on all accounts. Even evangelicals will admit that worship music is cringy and bad most of the time. Um, yeah, everyone has a good worship worship music memory uh so i'm just gonna start uh with a couple of funny things i found in college um just an overview i'm kind of i'm doing interviews this season i have a homeschooling one set up and i'm obviously doing a lot more people write in um just for safety with family and stuff but i do like having a lot of episodes where i kind of set like foundations of understanding on certain topics and it also has helped jog memories for some folks too um that have messaged me and so forth and been like oh i didn't know i had that or that thing um so that's just what's going on today just a little update um thank you all for being understanding about the last couple weeks with things coming out slow and i'm also working on a new bonus material for monday so that's why i haven't been posting on monday as much but i wanted to put that out there and thank you all and welcome you to this cringe evangelical episode and i'd like to extend a warm cringe evangelical welcome to you all forgot to say it in the intro um but i just wanted to welcome you all to our music discussion i know most of the stuff no like there's like a couple people who like definitely never did that everyone everyone has a cringy worship band experience everyone has heard a cringy christian song we're gonna talk about it i'm actually gonna put in full clips of two pieces of the new city catechism which is a children's choir singing answers to like i think it's like 30 questions about christianity and um maybe we'll make a gofundme for those kids therapy because a uh, holy heck it's not good not good um so we're gonna put those in i'm gonna put that in the beginning because i find that the new city catechism is a look at sort of the indoctrination of music as solely a tool for like christianity and all their music being bad um and that is through like children's choirs and i don't have here hear me out i don't have an issue with children's choirs that's not what i'm saying i have an issue where we just have kids sing these songs don't really explain what they mean and some of them have like really intense and problematic thoughts or things to say um i mean one of the pieces of new city catechism literally has the kids tell you why being gay or non-cisgender is like bad you know so like there's a lot of indoctrination through that so that's not to say that i have an issue with children's choir i don't care if kids want to go sing even at a church that's fine it's how are we handling it responsibly and a lot of times um music is just another form to manipulate kids into being brainwashed and i will talk about that so first i am going to play two of the pieces of new city catechism the first one is question 18 and the second one is question 28 they're 10 questions apart and they're both bangers i'm not even going to spoil it i just want you all to listen i will say okay like this is the end of this one and then you'll listen to the next one and then i'm going to discuss because they speak for themselves hi henry so right now get ready to listen to the new city catechism <laughs> To go on 
okay, that was song one, and now we are moving to song two. Trigger warning, this one's actually worse. So here is question 28 from the New City Catechism. After death, to those not united to Christ by faith. What happens after death to those not united to Christ by faith? They will be cast out, cast out from the The descending line when they sing into hell is pure camp. I don't care. That's musicality right there. Uh, Yeah, so that's New City Catechism. That's a taste. The other songs aren't as... I mean, I remember when I first heard question 28, which is the what happens after death to those not united to Christ by faith, which is the entire title of the song, by the way. And what happened is when I was in college, I believe it was my... No, definitely my senior year. Um... This actually, I've talked about him before, Jeff, organ playing Jeff. Um, he found it because he was looking for like liturgy or something for a piece. He was a composition major, so he was looking for things to write for a piece, and he fell upon this. And he was he was distressed. I will say we showed this to a lot of professors. I went to a Christian college, and they were very upset by this. Um, so even like reasonable evangelicals were like, "Whoa, this is a little far," especially with the kids singing it. Um. It's very punishment oriented but yeah that's how i found it and then me and these other kids were like running around like you gotta listen to this thing is funny and like we really love when it goes from like one kid to like 20 or i don't know if they just multiply the one kid's voice or they brought in a whole choir but i just ugh, when the kids even when he's like punished for it like it mm, what a piece of art and i graduated five years ago so that kid's like what a teenager now they're probably like over it but wow 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 what a piece of music both of them um i really like how we're getting punished in this life and the next for the first one that's nice it's good to know your punishment's inescapable um we love that uh i like in the second i mean i like the descending line i like when that kid really hits it i'm punished um i like that these kids are gonna be like irrevocably messed up from singing this song and it was like two minutes of their life and they had no idea what they were doing um yeah it's just this is this is the new city catechism and this is just a taste of music and evangelicalism now my microphone shut off for some reason but we're back we're back um now what i was gonna say is with the new city catechism i do want to point out you're not gonna go to your local church and sing that stuff but what the idea was is that it would be quote unquote child friendly and have kids sing the song so that we could have kids answer these you know huge questions in christianity um which 
okay i mean most if you ever had to do like children's programming in an evangelical church most of the songs were like will you be good for god yeah am i gonna obey god yeah like that's like the moral of most of the songs which there's like (laughs) some issues there people would have with it but if you had to like compare i'd rather have my kids sing like i'll be obedient to god than uh, we're all going to hell and it's gonna suck you know what I mean like there's <laughs> there's a line there but um I would like to point out that the New City Catechism is explicitly endorsed and I believe created by the Gospel Coalition which we don't have time for that but just know John Piper who runs it his son Abraham Piper has no relationship with him and basically like publicly denounces his dad so that shows you how that parenting style works out um <laughs> but yeah like this idea like what they're singing about is actually in a lot of like modern worship music um and that's why i brought it up because it's starting with a childish way these bigger songs that you'll sing in churches especially like new worship music because it's not hymns anymore um and i actually kind of bemoan that because i feel like uh things like part singing reading music like church could be a huge uh community support for kids who want to get into music especially for kids who maybe like are nervous at school but feel more comfortable in church like there is no reason that music has gotten the way it has it's really become a popularity contest with the rock bandification um it's not anymore like oh do you want to be a part of the choir just sign up and you can do it and it's like super open and like my church has a choir and it's actually incredibly talented they just uh traveled to uh i believe it's wells chapel in england to do a residency there which is really fantastic but you know that's a special deal there but um they you know there isn't this um idea of everyone's coming together in music it's become a show again which is which is ironic because martin luther's big thing was that he was not uh gonna have like this show like communal singing is a big part of the protestant reformation so when you think about evangelicalism being like oh well still have communal singing but it'll be a show it's taking the exact issue that was had with uh catholicism which was everything went through the priest no one could read the bible themselves i think we have that issue again i think most people only read the bible through their pastor um and even when they read it for themselves they're reading it as their pastor told them um and the other one was communal singing and i think that's really gone because a lot of people don't sing anymore in church they sort of wave and moan and everything else but it's about this atmosphere and it's not about it's not about communal singing anymore and that's a huge that's a huge issue and i think that um you know this is i mean what i'm talking about means that you are also like a christian whatever but i think even if you look at the history of that it just shows how little they look into their history all the time and i think that this rock band production of church is a far cry from the ideals of even what evangelicalism was based on so i just want to put that out there as well um because really this new city catechism the idea of kids you know singing these songs i'm gonna look at some lyrics of famous worship songs and i want you to tell me how it's different because the one was very out there but i think a lot of the songs have the same thing you know i'm wretched i'm terrible god come get me i'm a horrible person like if you sing that every week it's gonna mess with your mental health so i'm gonna take a couple of lyrics from popular worship songs and i just want to go into like a they're bad they're like you're gonna read these lyrics and be like a human being wrote these wtf and then the second thing you're gonna say is oh my god people are singing these because it's it's bad um theologically half the time it's not even correct um historically it's generally not correct musically it sucks i mean i could throw my guitar down a mountain and it'll hit the right chords to play oceans it's you know there's not much to it um and it's really about who can wear skinny jeans who can look this way who can look that way so it just feeds into these issues we've been talking about with racism fat phobia uh you know patriarchy uh homosexism things like that it's it's bad so i'm gonna pause i'm gonna bring up a few songs talk about them their history and then we're gonna talk about worship music and i'm gonna talk about some of my stories after that because i sat through a lot of terrible worship bands and i mean god awful to the point where i left a couple of times 
So let's get going. Now, this first song, I think everyone who's been to a church in the last 10, 15 years knew I was going to cover. And that is 2007's banger, How He Loves Us by Jesus Culture. Yes, that one. I'm sorry, this is 2008. Well, you know what? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a song. It came out. And let me tell you, yes, it's that one. It's the one where we're kissing Jesus. So let me read you the lyrics. Then we're going to break down how weird this is, because I'm going to tell you the way they're writing about God. I wouldn't write this about someone I went down on. Like, this is just absolutely out of this. Oh, my Lord. Like, we have never met this man, really. Like, uh, wow. So this is what it says. He is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. I am a tree. This is God, by the way. But Jesus specifically, sorry, they're Jesus culture. So this is not about a boyfriend. This is not about someone you're madly in love with. Well, some people say madly in love, romantically in love with. This is about Jesus, okay? Okay. He is jealous for me, loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. I don't even think Jane Austen wrote something like that, and she had a right to. Okay, let's continue. Next lines. Oh, then it's the chorus. Oh, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. You know, a chorus for a Christian song is, oh, Jesus, for like 20 minutes. Anyway, then verse two. This is where you all are going to hear it. The line. I love this. I I remember saying this in, in college. I have a great story about it. We are his portion and he is our prize, drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. So heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. And my heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way, yeah, he loves us. Oh, how he loves So I'm just going to read that again because that's a really important verse. So heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. And my heart turns violently inside of my chest. Is there no other way heaven can meet earth? Is, is there no other way? Are you sure? <laughs> I remember I had not sang this song before until I went to college and I was in chapel. And they started singing it. And when we got to sloppy wet kiss, I literally stopped in my tracks, looked around and was like, no way, no way. This can't be happening. I was out of my mind. Then someone's like, well, sometimes they say unforeseen kiss. I don't care. They wrote wet, slo- sloppy, wet kiss the first time. What were they thinking about? According to Twitter, they were thinking about um, Bugs Bunny's girlfriend there, the woman bunny, which I don't know what's worse, thinking about God or thinking about Bugs Bunny's girlfriend in that moment. I can't tell you this. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And I do remember that after we sang this song, we sang a song about tearing down the walls of our hearts to God, and it got really quiet. And my friend Hannah said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. And I thought that was funny. So whenever I think of this song, I think of, I think of Ronald Reagan, and I think of Bugs Bunny's girlfriend. So that's song one, but we have more to go. And we're not going to do the kids' songs like Onward Christian Soldier, which are objectively weird. We're doing the bangers, okay? We're doing sloppy wet kisses, Jesus is my boyfriend, I'm I'm having romantic thoughts about Jesus songs, okay? Next song. Okay. Now this song was my favorite song as a child. It came out in 1989. Um and I was born in 95, so by the time I was like a kid, this was about we're pushing like 8 to 10 years old, so it was making the rounds in churches as a worship song, especially as we shifted to this more worship band model. And we sang it in VBS because when I read the lyrics, it literally just gives the like gospel story to you. So this song is called Lord I Lift Your Name on High by Maranatha with a exclamation point. And I liked this song because as a kid, um, now like if you go to like a evangelical like modern worship, like people have their hands in the air, they're like bowing down, crying, stuff like that. That was like very much only in Pentecostal circles, um, which is a evangelical denomination and then other circles didn't do that now i would say that it's come out of like that charismatic movement and it's at least gone into like fundamentalist like 
some fundamentalist Baptist churches and so forth. Um, the big issue when I was a kid is that if we did that, it'd be too much like dancing and dancing leads to sin because we were in no dancing church. Um, as was mentioned in one of my episodes, we we didn't even sway hips. It was it was not good. So Lord, I lift your name here high. It was fun for me as a kid. They had hand motions. We sang it in BBS. I genuinely like liked the song. I'd sing it at home. I do the hand motions at home. Uh, it was exciting to me because it made the adults do hand motions. And I thought that was like the coolest thing that ever happened in the world. You know, my mom can do hand motions too to a song. Like who would have thought? So um, <laughs> the lyrics of this one, like I said, they're just, it's literally the gospel song. I actually messed this, messed this one up with a camp song called like, you're my rock, my sword, my shield. Cause in a lot of ways they have similar hand motions, but this is another brand of worship music. Um, from the 90s, like I call this the hand motion era where like everyone, like every church, like every song we had to have, you know, like little clapping our hands and waving to the sky and things like that. So um, this song, it says, uh, Lord, I lift your name on high. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us, which right now, like, I mean, from a theological standpoint, people can disagree, but it's it's not the worst. Then it's, you came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. I'm going to stop there. I never knew what a debt was, but I know that the hand motion was you took your, your hand and you slapped the back of your hand against your other hand, kind of like in a tut-tutting way. Um, which, as a kid, now I realize, like, what a weird... Anyway, from the cross to the grave from the grave to the sky lord i lift your name on high so that's the song and you just sing it like that over and over and over and over again and sometimes like we take words out we just do the motions and sometimes no motions and just words and sometimes the women will sing this part and the men will sing this part and it's a whole thing and that was that song so that was my favorite song as a kid However, songs like that weren't cool enough when I got older because, you know, hand motions are silly. That's an old song. Um, and so we moved on to like, I think this isn't Hillsong at all. Yeah, universal music. But Hillsong, when Hillsong got popular, Hillsong really took over all the music and we didn't have as much diversity. Um, that was my favorite. However, from the 90s era, I will do my parents' favorites because, I don't know, I... I remember because it was a big thing. If you asked a Christian, at least I don't know what others experiences, but when I was a kid, if you said um, you were a Christian and you had to say your favorite song, if you didn't pick, um, if you didn't pick basically like a Christian song, like your Christianity was like up for debate, you know, like it, it was not, it was sinful to not have a Christian song. So I would ask my dad what his favorite song is. Now, I know my dad's favorite song is probably something by, like, Tom Jones, because that's just who he is as a person. Um, but at the time, he said As the Deer, which is also by Maranatha. They were a big, uh, the big thing in the 90s, uh, from what I remember, and I was little. I mean, like I said, I was born in 95. I guess early 2000s was, like, just, we, we would just call them choruses. And the whole, like, multiverse, like, these big, long 10, 20-minute songs, um weren't happening so as the deer is just is my dad's favorite and it's describing you as a deer that's really thirsty you're the deer god is the water very metaphorical um some people have issues like they're like christians with like mad beef with this song because of theology or something the actual like i will say about the these songs the actual musicality of these i think is better than the stuff being made now in ccm i think it's a lot uh more it, it was less i don't know annoying it, it, and honestly at its worst it sounded like stuff you'd sing in like music class in school that the teacher wrote like last night so um as the deer goes, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. I think the other thing I want to mention, I think all these songs kind of do it. They really make the songs about how like you can't function without God in any way, shape or form. And that you're like addicted to him, low key. So anyway, this is a 91, by the way. So I was negative four years old. Um you alone are my heart's desire and i long to worship thee like the you alone are my heart's desire that's a so yeah that line's used against people a lot we'll just 
leave it at that you alone are my strength my shield you alone may my spirit yield you alone are my heart's desire and i long to worship thee now without the worship again this is like a lot of people had issues with that song by hoosier uh, take me to church but my whole thing is like if you listen to take me to church and you listen to any of this like what's the difference because if i just replace this with like a boyfriend like whatever um and then you repeat again like a big thing in christian music is to repeat the chorus 85 times uh then we have you're my friend and you are my brother even though you are a king i love you more than any other so much more than anything now again like i said like we talk about how we're singing like i'm terrible and god will help me i'm dependent on god god did and like it's fine like here's the thing it is worship so you're gonna like worship him because that's like a religion and i get that but i don't think that in worshiping someone you should have to tear yourself down so like this song i don't have too many issues with besides like you alone are my strength and shields you alone my my spirit like i'm a i'm not gonna get into like all of the reasons why that's it's a very calvinist very I said Calvinist and my computer just shut down. So this just goes to show this is an open theism home in the in the Paris household. My cat's looking directly at me and that's how he will think too because he has no other options anyway. But what I was gonna say is the song um, basically says like, you're nothing without God. Uh, and you know, as a kid, I honestly sang that song and all I thought about was like, deer because i thought deer were really cool and like they're always in my backyard i grew up kind of in the woods in the middle of nowhere more cows than people um my mom however her favorite song i think i've never really talked because she would always say my favorite songs like jesus loves me so that we would feel like i don't know like special or something i don't really know my mom liked country gospel she's a country music girl and so she didn't like this kind of music she wanted like hoe down throw down okay like that's just like i said rural area like you know my mom went to like the grand old opry and cmas and has like cowboy boots like all i'm gonna say is this my mom she's never gonna be into pop but i i do want to say her favorite song was shout to the lord which the internet is saying 2009 i disagree i know they sang this on american idol which like in it's hill song this is one of hill songs uh before they fired that guy if you've seen the documentaries um what this is one of their early successful songs um i think the only other song that maybe got to this level in popular culture is i can only imagine uh just because i think they actually made a movie about it um and they sang that in, like my high school chorus and stuff so i mean yeah anyway shout to the lord you've probably heard it but you know it goes my jesus my savior lord there is none like you my comfort my shelter tower of refuge and strength now i can see where this is like very comforting like someone is out there looking for me um so this one doesn't bother me i actually can see why my mom would like it the never cease to worship you like sometimes we do like stop lying in our songs like we definitely like stop saying like oh i never <laughs> the big thing about shout to the lord is because there's like a part where you could technically do two parts they love to have like women will sing this and men will sing that that was the big thing with shout to the lord there's not really anything like that song was able to skirt on into like mainstream culture so i think that's interesting too like you'll hear christians say like our music's never whatever no like you, we have a ton of music that has made the mainstream um either through like inspirational music things like that there was a um let me look there's a british band that was just taking like regular british music and rewriting it so it's just about god one second uh dead oh, i'm looking this up now because i just remembered i was speaking but i was just saying so my mom also was the same way like my favorite song has to be a christian song because she's basically taught that so she just had to sing one pick one um that was at church and so like i don't even know what i'm saying i'm like rambling because i music is probably like one of the most triggering things for me in church there's like a lot of i'm not going to get into it but i just can't with the music and so sometimes i just lose it um to be honest with you all but i yeah those are my parents favorite i don't think my brother has a favorite i know my brother was forced to go to a um 
rend collective concert and halfway through someone said so how do you like it and he said this is the worst thing i've ever been to in my life like this isn't good uh, people were pissed but i mean who, was he wrong i've been to a 10th avenue north concert they made us all hold hands on demand absolutely wild child oh here we go I found the British the British people that were like just again this is also what gets me is we were taught like if you go to Brit like I can't stress enough I was taught as a child from like the pulpit that if you go to like Europe especially like England France like that area like the Christianity will be like sucked out of you because it's like so dark they were like you won't believe it so like when I see all this stuff about like British Christianity and it's everything I did I'm like either our missionaries did y'all good like i understand that it's still not like hip and cool to be christian like in certain areas of the this country it is but still it really pisses me off every time i see it because i wasted a lot of time i could have been honestly looking at great cringe across the pond you know you spin me right round jesus there it is this was originally you spin me like a record by dead and alive yeah 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 you spin me around like a record they changed the word baby with the word jesus so let me get the lyrics you spin me like a record because there's only a youtube of this because obviously it didn't go very far because they literally just were it's like that weird kids bop but like jesus bop or like now no now is just the now stuff was the old way you could get all your songs on one cd cheaper um right so when it says if if i get to know your name well if i could trace your private number jesus all i know is that to me you look like you're lots of fun open up your loving arms i want some want some i set my sights on you and no one else will do and i've got my way now jesus oh my gosh <laughs> holy ghost hoedown someday you will stand before me and say lord did we not sing you spin me right round in your name and i will reply depart from me i never knew you okay that's funny <laughs> um wow that's the one thing that sucks about being ex-evangelicals we did have some banger jokes i had one that was like the lord said john come forth and you will receive eternal life but john came fifth and won a toaster i mean that's objectively funny oh here we go this is when it gets good you spin me right round jesus right round like a record jesus round 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 you spin me right round jesus right round like a record jesus right round round and i got to be your friend now jesus and i would like to move in just a little bit closer all i know is that to me you look like you're lots of fun <laughs> why did they think this would go well Ugh. wow yeah worship they did this too with amazing grace they took house of the rising sun and put the lyrics to amazing grace to house of the rising sun that was a thing that's been done recently some people don't have issue i don't mind i will say this i don't mind if music becomes more accessible because it's not so like persnickety and like whoa like you have to be so educated i get that but i think i think we're flying too close to the to the sun so to speak um this is whoa i you know the other thing i want to say and I'm going to go more into 2000s. I wanted to take a 90s break and talk about our favorites. I didn't really, I'll put it anyway. But um, the 90s music tended to be more like, you suck. God is everything. I'm nothing without God. Um, something, something. God is amazing. Now we're more like, I'm a little horny for God. That seems to be like the new thing. Even in like how we talk, like let me like this is a thing um i have friends who wrote fake worship music about this because people really are yeah most worship music is hilariously homoerotic that is very true um sorry i'm also like reading under the lyrics like comments people left which is nuts um but yeah like this is just it's just something and so i think that's like the the big thing i'm gonna pause really quick while i get up like the 2000s era stuff because the like i said like the music scene like to me like this is my opinion and this is i'm again i'm rambling because i'm like probably a little triggered but um i find that if you are born between like 
1980 to like 1990. So just in the 80s. I don't know why I said it like that. Just if you were born in the 80s. And then you had to essentially be a child in the 90s into the early 2000s with Christianity. That was like the absolute worst time to be a Christian kid. Um, I can say that with with sincerity. I My cousins are older. I'm actually like the baby cousin. Um, so all my cousins are like 10 years or like between five and 10 years older than me. So that culture I was very aware of because I was watching them as a kid and I thought they were like so cool because they were older and stuff. So like I'm very aware of what happened and they've told me stuff later on, some folks. Um, I think that was like the worst because if you think about it, your music was about how you suck. Your events were like, I remember um, like the big concerts and everyone would be wearing like those awful denim capris and like their t-shirt. This is like Jesus Christ and a Coca-Cola sign. I remember like that stuff. And I think the music is indicative like uh, DC is a DC talk. The Jesus freak like that was a big deal. You would have been inundated with that if you were born in the 80s. Um, Newsboys, they wrote that song Breakfast about how they're so happy even though this is someone's like last breakfast they're gonna go to heaven when they die or some great like and maybe it wasn't that but it was like unhinged um but yeah like i don't i don't know if if it's gotten better i actually think music's gotten worse and i think they've learned that okay we can't do the you suck you suck because they want to get people in but it, it does come up later like in other things but they've started like this almost like homoerotic homoerotic stuff um so i'm gonna pause here i'm gonna find this i'm gonna pull up our sex stuff and then we're gonna go from there i spoke way too soon i i really did my mind like i think i hit songs that i had sung a lot as a kid my mind like went like all at once i spoke too soon i said the 90s were not sexual i lied I forgot about 1993's I Surrender, um, which is Hillsong again. Uh, Hillsong is easily, I mean, besides Bethel, they're they're up there with music. Um, not going to go, Hill, oh, that's another one. But so the lyrics to I Surrender are, here I am down on my knees again, surrendering all, surrendering all, which is either the start of a Christian music song or a really bad BDSM porno. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, this is just great. Like, I can't decide if it's because they don't know anything about sex, so they just say sex things without realizing it, or they're so repressed they're always thinking about sex when they write it. I can't figure it out. Next section. Woohoo. This goes, and find me here, Lord, as you draw me near, desperate for you, desperate for you, I surrender. Drench my soul. I hate that. As mercy and grace unfold, I hunger and thirst, I hunger and thirst with arms. There's like eight, 85 refrains, so I just paused it. Next part that's not just saying, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. This part is, like a rushing wind, Jesus breathe within lord have your way lord have your way in me oh dude no way no way oh my god i forgot about the song oh my god okay okay <laughs> i'm sorry it's just so like jesus can you come in here and just do a bunch of vague sexual stuff to me like it's just so weird like i don't <laughs> i don't understand um also my cat is livid he hates bad music he if I play like a bad singer, he'll turn the TV off with his paws. He knows how to. It's nuts. Anyway, next part. Like a mighty storm, storm, like a mighty storm, <laughs> stir within my soul. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. Like a rushing wind. Oh, I don't like that we're talking about things rushing within you. I hate that a lot. Holy crap. So yeah, I surrender. That was the 90s horniest crap. Oh my, oh my goodness. Um, This one's I Pour My Love On You by Phillips, Craig, and Dean. They're like a mid-2000s. I forgot to say this last song. Oh no, I did say the year. This song is 2001, so early 2000s. We're slowly getting into the sex, sexy songs. This one starts like maybe a letter you'd get from an uh, eighth grade boy um, who just realized that having emotions are okay. Um, and his therapist made you write a love letter to the girl he has a crush on. So let's let's dig in. 
I don't know how to say exactly how I feel, and I can't begin to tell you what your love has meant. I'm lost for words. Is there a way to show the passion in my heart? Can I express how truly great I think you are, my dearest friend? Lord, this is my desire to pour my love on you. I don't like the pouring. I don't like the pouring. Ugh, like oil upon your feet, like wine for you to drink, like water from my heart, I pour my love on you. If praise is like perfume, I'll lavish mine on you. Till every drop is gone, I'll pour my love on you. They actually just repeat that over and over until the end. Like, they just repeat that last thing I just said. Now, I actually, there's a couple Phillips, Craig's, and Dean songs that aren't bad. I will say that. Like, they, they do have some, some like, decent, from a musical, I, I don't ever, like, care about the lyric, but, like, musically. But wow, wow, wow. I don't get, like, I don't understand, like, this is how I feel about it. So, you can take the music, like, modern musical styles, but they seem to have taken like pop romance lyrics and just substituted Jesus, um, which just tells me you were probably thinking about a person and then wrote the song about God and like replaced it because I, okay, he bit my microphone. Um, so that was that. Um, but this is like this trend of like we're just taking like modern pop and just replacing the words, everything about it, and making it about Jesus. And I think that is weird it, it, it also just goes to show that they're just taking secular culture and jesus buying it instead of just making something new and they it's basically all i wanted to say and i got cut off it's not original i've had this issue with um christian culture for a while in that they just make art bad art jesusy and basically know that they're going to sell it and get likes you know whatever it is you're doing because Christians are taught that unless it's Christian, it's bad. So there's no effort to make good art, which is so sad when you think about historically, and this is mainly just because Christianity was like top dog, that Christian art and music is like what shaped Western culture in a lot of ways. And some of it's very beautiful and great. Um, and now I don't even know anymore, dude. Um, I have one last song. This isn't a, like a worship song. This is something you'd hear on the radio. It's 2011 uh, Hold Me by Jamie Grace with Toby Mac. If you, y'all know Toby Mac, if you grew up ex evangelical. So here is Hold Me, Jamie Grace. And sorry about the sound. Something is super wrong with my microphone. So I am just using something different right now. Basically, all I said, uh, Toby Mac, if you're evangelical, y'all know Toby Mac. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Here's Hold Me by Jamie Grace and Toby Mac, 2011. I love, I love, I love, I love the way you hold me. They say that like five times, but you know, they actually say it like 12 times. I've had a long day. I just want to relax. Don't have time for my friends. No time to chit chat. Problems at my job. Wondering what to do. I know I should be working, but I'm thinking of you. You being Jesus. And just when I feel this crazy world is going to bring me down, that's when your smile comes around. Now, <laughs> that's when your smile comes around. You can pray to Jesus. And regardless of what you think, you know, some people think they are talking to God directly, whatever. But we aren't looking at Jesus' smile. Unless you're looking at a photo. That's all I got to say there. Um, I love you more than words in my brain can express. I can't imagine even loving you less. I think my mom said that to me before. Um, Lord, I love the way you hold me. <laughs> what? <laughs> One second, sorry. <laughs> Oh, uh, I forgot about this one. Whoa, oh, I love the way you hold me. Whoa, oh. Well, you took my day and you flipped it around. Calm the tidal wave and put my feet on the ground forever in my heart. Oh, and on my mind, it's crazy how I think about you all the time. Yeah, I can't read the rest of this because I'm too upset. But it's a lot of holding. A lot of Jesus makes me feel special. Um, I have no words. You know, this is like, I... This was always something that like made me feel, and this is why I'm like so triggered. When I would like listen to this music where people would say, oh, I like, I feel God and he's just with me. And I just feel so overwhelmed. Like I never felt that my entire life. I've never once in my life been like, I really like definitely know that I feel God right now. And I always thought something was wrong with me and I was doing something wrong because I just never 
like I logically understood, but like I never got this like magic feeling. Now I realize that magic feeling is not going to go down that road. But things like this, if you are someone who doesn't, you know, want to writhe on the ground and say God is here and lift your hands in the air and get all in a mood, like I never, I guess I basically just thought that I wasn't really a Christian, even though I thought I had done everything right, because I didn't feel this weird like longing all the time and i didn't like say things like oh i just love jesus because like i would straight up say to people like well i love this person more than i love jesus because i know them and have a relationship with them and i don't feel like i have a relationship with jesus because i don't you know and just mm, like the the words they use they just want to make your relate like here's the thing if you're like let's say yeah you like think we have a relationship with jesus whatever it's still not gonna mirror a human relationship because he's not human like <laughs> like he was at one point but like you can't say like just take your human relationships and put that into god i think it's interesting when we think about the first song we listen to and how we're all gonna, you know, go to freaking hell. And then now we got God, you know, coddling us like an infant and uh, holding our hands and kissing us and whatever. I just think it's interesting um, how people hold that. It, it's almost like one song is love bombing and the other one's like the real, you know, but it's, it's crazy. And I had an idea while I was thinking about this episode is what if we just took all these songs made them about goku and sent them to the gokuism people that could be helpful and it would make the songs objectively better what do you think guys what do you think um i'm gonna take a pause i'm gonna play a little music you know what i'm gonna play one last new city catechism because they are pretty funny we'll stamp it out and then i'm gonna talk about a project that um semler or grace Al Baldridge, um has to take Christian music and reclaim it as queer folk, which I think is really great. Um, and I will discuss that. Um, but thank you for listening to me ramble and get very triggered and get really upset and um, also read this really horny Jesus music. I appreciate it, guys. I am gonna do the pause. We're gonna talk about this project. Thanks. Okay, so Semler, who is a uh, genderqueer lesbian, or are they bisexual? You know, I don't fucking care. They're super gay. And they are a Christian artist who topped the uh, Christian charts and then didn't get asked to the Dove Music Awards, which is like the Christian Grammys. And so they just keep like asking to be somebody's plus one because they like literally are the most popular artist in Christian music. But because they're gay, they're not nominated for anything, which is so problematic this brings me back to in college that if you were openly gay you could not be a worship leader this is also like i i'd like to add makes being a worship leader kind of an idol like oh if you do this th like mm -mm. I, like it it's so about optics and how you look and i am it's just so that's so i'm sorry it's vile it's downright vile um disgusting but anyway um yeah, so same same energy, not letting gay people do stuff, which is ironic because if it wasn't for gay people, where would music be today anyway? Um, so Assembler's great. Uh, if you are someone who is ex-evangelical and you, sh I mean, preacher's kid, okay, like grew up in it. They're married now to a lovely wife, I think Jessica, and they're doing a project where they take the songs that we do miss, um, but are sung by like blatant homophobes and reclaims them for the queer community. Um, this is huge in today's environment. Uh, Semler's great. They've just interviewed with Fundy Fridays. They are doing this project where, again, like they're having queer artists reclaim Christian music that they miss. And I think that's really um, important and very empowering and very, I, I think it's, it's a good thing. Um, because yeah there's just a lot of baggage with a lot of this stuff and i'll just leave it there but that was something i wanted to let people know about please check semler out they're very cool i am part of a group that's bringing them into a concert they are also working to reclaim faith spaces so they'll be performing at a church as a queer artist um and like when i say they're a queer artist like they have a song that says i'm gay thank god for that um 
very very progressive i highly recommend looking into them even if you don't love the music i think just their story and everything is great if you're in buffalo please come to the concert uh october 21st um Semler will be here. They've been more than gracious, wonderful to work with. We love Semler. Um, but I just wanted to put that out there and kind of close it out that, yeah, worship music has a lot of problems with it, but there are people like Semler that are moving forward and trying to make this a more equitable scene. Because you know what? There is no such thing as liberation if you just say, no, all the gay people never do this or never do that or never go there. Like, you, I'm not saying like you have to go to church. What I'm saying is that when you don't even have the option because you're gay, then you don't have true liberation because that structure is in place. And um, frankly, like that's where it's at right now. For me, I am very outspoken about this. I think that it's just unbelievable how we've taken a translation from the 1950s and used it to literally like put people in situations where they're fearing for their life right now, at least in the United States. And it's... I, I don't talk about it a lot, but like, it's scary. It, it, I, yeah, like it, for me, it feels like I spent my whole life um, seeing this outside world of queer culture that I could never attain that I finally get into it. Now it's like, oh, and we're just going to make being gay illegal, basically. Like, awesome. I, I love that for me. I can't. I'm so glad I left the church so my government could just act like the church. Isn't that great? Um, but no, I, really, it's... um. It's an important project. And like I said, Grace Baldridge, uh, they're they're very healing to listen to or even just listen to them talk. Um, and they're definitely a fighter. I'll say that. Uh, but yeah, that's just like my little thought on that. I, I mean, I'm a big believer that um, if you want to be Muslim and gay, you, should, you can be Muslim and gay. If you want to be Jewish and gay, like I don't think that your religion should be dictated by your sexuality i don't think your sexuality should be dictated by your religion um and and that's on that i'm not gonna go down that road because purity culture is not something i'm gonna touch for a while on this podcast um but i want to put that out there i really appreciate you guys listening this is kind of like a uh episode sound issues computer issues cat He's very jealous when I do my podcast. Um, But I just thank you guys. um, And please uh, tune in for next week. Thanks.